The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. of Positive Talk Radio. I get to be here with a good, wonderful uh, food food person and and a, a smiley face, and she does some great work, and it's, it's going to be great fun to talk to her. Her name is Beth Nagel Griffin. She is a chocolatour, and we'll get into what that is in a little bit, but uh, she also is working with uh, Allison uh, um, Roberts and the... Um, behind the power um, program and and i'm looking at your bio and stuff right here on behind the power event.com you can go there and you can find out all about the event that's coming up in october 19th through the 21st i highly recommend if you can't get there in person do it digitally and um and it will be great fun and and beth is actually going to be speaking aren't you beth by the way welcome to the show how are you Thank you, Kevin. I am very well. Thank you for having me today. Oh, it's ultimately my pleasure. It really is. Because now, what Mine are you? Well. What are you going to be talking? Are you going to be uh, one? Of, you're one of the speakers, right? I am one of the speakers. I am one of the authors. There are 13 of us plus Allison, and I'm also in Allison's practitioner program. So I will be speaking about compulsion. My speech title is called uh, Finding the Soulful Truth in I Am, and it talks about my journey uh, and becoming and recognizing that my compulsions are really just uh, an extension of some unhealed childhood trauma and feelings and how I learned to cope with them. That's awesome. By the way, John Cole, who's a really cool dude, uh, says hi Beth. It's good to see you finally with moi. And uh, and then uh, Audra uh, also says uh, hi, beautiful Beth. So hello, you know, my beautiful tribe. I got to tell you, it is it is great fun for me to interview all of the folks that have that are going to be speakers because all of you, first of all, you're extremely talented, and your hearts are in the right place, and you really want to help people. And uh, that's well. That's why this event is going to be so powerful, and so it's 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 great. Yes, it is. I I am so honored and so grateful to be a part of this. Allison has brought together again an amazing group of individuals that have powerful stories to tell, to share, and I know that each and every story is going to impact not one but many people, so that they can heal too. Now, did you write a chapter for the book, too? I did. I did. My chapter is called Dust into Gold. And uh, again, it talks about uh, my story about compulsion 
and how I learned to accept myself and truly become through the process of self-forgiveness and really becoming a human being rather than a human doing. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. By the way, Christine says hi, as does as does Linda. And so it's great to have everybody here. Let's let's talk about compulsion just a little bit because I'm um how does compulsion work as it relates to like a habit or an addiction or what, what is there a difference between those? That's a really great question. And one of the things that's going to happen, that's going to happen at Behind the Powers, we're having panels. And I'm on two panels, uh, the Distorted Mindset and Intrusive Thinking panel, which relates to addiction and compulsion. I'm also on a panel with my some other um, co-authors about addiction awareness. And the definition of compulsion is something we do repeatedly repeatedly over and over from an unconscious mindset that continuously gives us negative results. So I was just thinking because it, this falls into line with the, I have some friends that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that uh, one beautiful lady in particular that she keeps dating the same guy in a different suit and the, none of them are healthy for her. But it seems like it's almost seems like it's a compulsion for her to pick that kind of person out. And to, is, is that kind of what we're talking about here? It sure is Kevin, because compulsion can show up in many ways. It can, can show up in food. It can show up in relationships. It can show up, uh, in, uh, addictions like alcohol and drugs. It can show up in over-exercising, spending, shopping, really anything that uh, has an unconscious drive behind it. And oftentimes with compulsion, we're looking for relief or we're looking for uh, an answer to an underlying uh trauma or question that we can't resolve. And that's where some of the mindset work that Allison teaches comes in, when we can identify early childhood traumas or subconscious thought patterns, we can start to rewrite them and heal our compulsions and our traumas. You know, <laughs> I have a friend, somebody, <laughs> another person is very close to me that mm -hmm. um, when he gets bored, and he doesn't feel good about himself, he has to go buy something. Now, whether or not he has money in the bank to do that is not apparently the question. The question is, he will go buy it, and then he'll regret it later on because he can't afford it. Uh, is that kind of the, a compulsion, and would it help him to learn why he does what he does? Absolutely, Kevin, that you're giving really great examples of compulsion. And uh, I can relate because that's part of my story too. I had a lot of behaviors that I didn't understand why I did them. I knew better, but I kept doing them. And, you know, one of them was spending money on um, another it, back years ago was eating. You know, I've had my little foray into um, 
let's say other dalliances that were really just a, a an active way to throw action at a problem rather than sit with a feeling and try to work it out, just throw an action at the problem to try to make those feelings go away or feel better or feel better about myself. But the thing is, it's never about the thing. It's not about the shopping. It's not about the spending. It's not about the eating. It's not about drugs, alcohol, gambling for some people. It's about what's going on inside. And that takes a lot of deep work. And sometimes it's painful. And often we need someone to help us do it. Well, which brings us back to the Allison equation, which is that she is, I was talking to somebody earlier who has worked with Allison. And, um, and uh, as a matter of fact, her name is Julie. And she was in the first uh, um, Behind the Power. And she said, you know, I wrote the chapter for the book, the first book, and it was beautifully done. And it was funny and it was poignant and it was just a perfect thing that I thought was great. So I gave it to Allison and uh, Allison said, you know, it's okay, but you're hiding. As only Allison can say it, it's like, it's mm -hmm. like, uh, this, this is, this is fine. This is good, but it's not who you really are. And Allison, for some reason, and I don't know if this happened in your case too, but she has this ability to be able to lovingly call you out on your shit, excuse the expression, um, and and really help you see what's behind you and, and how to get over it. Has that been your experience of her? Yes. And Allison has really helped me identify that what has been going on in my life happened a long time ago. And there were things that I accepted as my normal, that I had developed coping skills that I still hold on to, like throwing action at things, e even though it's productive action, overworking for one, that maybe it's not the best thing for me. Maybe I just need to look a little deeper and look at some childhood experiences that I developed habits around or coping skills that no longer serve me. <laughs> and by the way, it, oh, I was just going to say it couldn't have been that long ago because you're 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 a young person. Um, in my heart, I will turn 59 years old a few days before the Behind the Power event. So in a way, it's my birthday party, along with Allison's daughter, Laura. Her birthday is very close to mine. And it's, uh, are you a Virgo? I am a Libra. Ah, I'm a, I'm a Virgo. My birthday is coming right up. You may have heard of the date. I, I, now, I now say this date all the time, and people go, oh, I'm sorry. 9-11. Uh, it's my anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> so i will think of you kevin we will celebrate together oh good good are, are you still still celebrating your anniversaries yeah well yes yeah it's it will be 29 years this year oh congratulations congratulations yeah my um my marriage ended after 24 years i have the the distinction of getting married and divorced on the same date 24 years apart that actually sounds like a complete circle to me. So it, it, it really, it really is. And it yeah. really was. And it, 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 it gave me closure. So yes. but in any event, so 
But we're talking about compulsions, and we're talking with Beth Nagel Griffin, and she also works with raw foods and 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 nutrition, and you help people. Now, are you because you work with raw foods and stuff? Are, does that mean you're a vegetarian? Uh, I am going to answer it this way. Uh, I find labels constricting. And we all we need words to describe things. So at times in my life, I have been, been vegetarian, I have been vegan, I have been an omnivore. I like to describe myself now as 99.5% plant-based <laughs> because uh, occasionally I do eat a little fish because I was brought up by a beautiful Nova Scotian grandmother who taught me love of the sea and respect for the sea and all its creatures. And occasionally a friend will drop by a farm fresh egg and I will cook eggs for my family in the most loving possible way. So, and I, and I also believe that we shouldn't should on each other for any reason at all. So I like to, I like to exactly, I knew we were on the same page about that. Um, given your podcast and who you are, but it, comes down to one of the things, and this kind of ties in with compulsion, is respecting another person's food choice um, mm -hmm. and nurturing that because that's something we're, we learn at a very early age because food is attached to survival, but it also becomes part of our emotional and spiritual well-being too, based on what we're taught and how we eat. So we carry that on later into our lives. So to have freedom around our choices around food gives us more freedom to be ourselves. I think that it's a, I respect you, you respect me. That was a long answer to your question, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, sometimes there are long answers to questions because they have to be laid out in completeness and you completed that really really quite well because you know we shouldn't we should not um, it shouldn't matter to us what somebody wants to what they feel comfortable eating what they feel good about as long as you feel good good about what you're doing with yourself i mean if you are if you are eating stuff that you know that you don't want or is not good for you and then you regret it later then you are uh you're not living your best life and and so you know and and one of my favorite people on the planet is a vegetarian his 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 name is sir paul mccartney so um and he's 80 years old and he, he looks fabulous so. yes there are benefits to plant-based choices and plant-based diets and i completely support that i think there's not only nutritional healing through the nutrient density of plants, but there's, and also no buts about it. And also there's vibrational healing because plants carry a high vibrational energy that's available to us. And when we can are consuming that high vibration, our bodies naturally respond and it helps us raise our vibration. Exactly. By the way, uh, yeah. Beth, uh, Christine says beautiful, beautifully said, Beth. So see that that answer was exactly the right answer. 
So Thank that's, you. that's, that's just awesome. And, uh, and Audra uh, agrees with you completely. So that's, that's also awesome. Um, so c congratulations. I, has this been a journey for you to be able to move away from the uh, compulsions and the things that you did as a youth to where you are now? Is it an ongoing journey? Is it something that you have to fight with yourself or has, has, have you come to peace with it? I love that question. Thank you. Uh, I am, yes, I am coming to peace with who I am. So it's making my compulsive tendencies less charged. I can recognize them more easily than I did in the past. Some compulsions no longer serve me and I've given up. Uh, my wayward youth led me down some strange and let's say dynamic roads. <laughs> you can read about it in my chapter. Give you a little teaser there for the upcoming book. Uh, you're not crazy, you're powerful. That's our behind the power book this year. Uh, and every day it's a practice. I will say my big one always has been food. I learned from a very early age that, uh, I could soothe myself with food. It was taught to me. I grew up in a family where saying, I love you was not said, uh, Hugs were reserved. I was the fifth of five, obviously, the fifth child in a, a family of five, and my siblings were much older than me. My parents were older when they had me. And I do not blame them, and it's no fault of theirs. I kind of got backseated in a way of not being seen and heard type of thing. And although my mother was an amazing baker, she would create these beautiful uh, desserts and lay them out on the counter for the whole weekend. And when you'd go to, when I'd go to take one, and I believe my siblings can relate to this, she'd say, if you eat that, you're going to get fat. So <laughs> on the one hand, I'm showing I, I love you with this cornucopia of amazing baked goods, but <laughs> I, I'm going to shame the heck out of you <laughs> if you take it. So I got this mixed message. So food became love. And it was. We had amazing dinner times and meals of healthy food. But I was wired for sweets. So that's what I wanted. And at the same time, I learned how to sneak it. And I learned how to overindulge for fear that I wasn't going to get more of it. And it became a very distorted way to give myself self-love. So I struggled with that. And I struggled with body image for decades. And it wasn't until I got married and I have a beautiful 25-year-old son that that part of me, I found a lot of love in those relationships. So the relationship with food shifted to becoming a nurturing one. But still, when I'm triggered, 
I want to go to the fridge and grab some chocolate, which is why I had to make really healthy chocolate, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's nothing, look, there's nothing in my humble opinion, there's nothing wrong with if you are, as an example, if you feel like it's a reward for you, if, if you've really worked hard and, and you've done something extraordinarily well and, and, and you feel really good about it and you reward yourself with a little something. Now, now having a couple of pounds of chocolate probably is not a really good idea, but at, at any given sitting, but uh, a, a little bit, you know, it's, we got to be kind to ourselves as well. Yes. And you speak of compassion and I love that. And there is a fine line between for some of us between reward and uh, not being able to stop that need for more and more feel good. And that's where the compulsion comes in. Um, And it does become a conscious practice. When I have coached people uh, in nutritional coaching, that's one of the things that we work on is one of the first questions is that, so what do you like about food? What do you don't like about food? When do you find yourself um, uh, eating things that you think aren't the best thing for you? And it, it, it starts to raise awareness about how a person relates to, re- to food. And I have to think about that too. Am I having a bad day? Is my first thought to go to the refrigerator? Or is my first thought to just sit down, take a breath, give myself the seven seconds to go down this path or that path? Because as Allison will tell us all, it takes about seven seconds for our uh, reptilian brain to, to kick in and be able to make a choice. So what do we do in those moments? Go for the chocolate when we know we're triggered or do we find peace in understanding that in that moment that a trigger is happening and there are other solutions than our usual go-to habits that no longer serve us. By the way, Karen Thomas says, hello, beautiful, angelic Beth. And Christine says, Beth's chocolate is Best chocolate is amazing. It's, it's I get the biggest. I, I mean, I I like chocolate too, but for some reason, women love, and I don't mean just like a little bit, but it's got to be high quality chocolate, right? Yeah. And you you guys love a little bit of chocolate. Yeah, and I think that really ties into uh, chocolate is a dopamine hit. It's a serotonin lift. It really just hits all the right spots in the brain. And it's full of magnesium and uh, iron. And these are things that our bodies crave and need. So, yeah. And uh, Audra says, it's just heavenly. <laughs> so that, that, is, that is a lot of fun. So now I want to ask you, because one of the things that a lot of us have trouble with is understanding and recognizing when we get triggered and what brought it on and how to deal with it. How in your world do you recognize, number one, that you're being triggered by whatever it is, and then understanding that you're being triggered takes steps 
to not follow through on what the trigger is trying to tell you to do. Welcome to life. <laughs> <laughs> and Allison's work and all the work we do. Um, well, a trigger is, I would, a trigger is a strong emotional response that really jacks us up in fear, sadness, um, or we flee, fight, or flight. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, mad, sad, glad, and afraid are the four emotions, right? So are you mad? Are you sad? Are you afraid? If you're in any of those three emotions, it's usually a trigger. Uh, and a trigger is the result of an event in one's life that we had a strong negative emotional response to. So it could be something that happened when you were two, could be something that happened when you were 20, something that you happened when you were 35, anything that really, in a way, caused a traumatic experience, whether it's on the zero to infinity scale of, of trauma. And it's usually a strong reaction. So let's take fear, for example. Uh, I have a fear of spiders. I had an incredible fear of spiders at one time. Yep, you and me, Kev, right there. Yeah, and, that's where I live. Where I live. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I learned that and Jennifer Etzweiler, the spider whisperer who is in our group and also an animal communicator, when she told the story of her spider in her sink and she thought he was communicating Friedrich and it was really friend. She told me that story and it was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You right. allowed a spider to be in your sink and and you didn't wash him away or do any of that. I, I was amazed. I was amazed. So go, right. go ahead. The story. So my trigger started with that when I was little with three older brothers. And I mean, they're much older than me, 13, 12, and six years older than I am, right? And yeah, aside from physical torture, there was psychological torture. And the, they told me horrific stories. And one was about this woman who had a nest of spiders in her hair and I've always had long hair and what happened, you know, what they did and ended up, you know, traumatizing her and eventually killing her. And I thought any spider above my head, I was done for, you know, I was going to be that person. So that created trauma right there. So when I would see a spider, I would get triggered into fear over my head I, Kevin, I was literally frozen. I could not do a thing. I couldn't ask for help. I couldn't kill. I couldn't move because I felt if I moved, it would get me. Yep. So that's, that's a trigger and a trauma response. So how did I cope with that? How did I transform that? That's the second part of your question. So when my son was born, he really inspired me to be a better person. Amazing how they and, do that, isn't it? Yes. He is a gift from spirit, and he is one of my greatest teachers on this planet. So I really started to work on my fear of spiders. 
and it's been a process. Unfortunately, he got my arachnophobia. And I think that probably happened energetically when he was in utero. But I've seen myself get better. And for example, there was, you want to hear a little crazy story that just happened? Sure. Okay. It can be said on video. So I was sitting in the yard the other day, um, holding space for someone and doing a little meditation um, to connect with them. And I sat in the grass and all of a sudden I felt this like little zing on my leg. And I was like, what the heck was that? And that was, that was not my language at the time, Kevin. <laughs> Oh, I can imagine. But, but so, you, this isn't regulated by the FCC, so you okay. can just let it hang out. All right. It was a big WTF, right? So, and uh, I look down and I see this little spider crawling away from me. And I'm like, you, oops, there goes my ear pod. You bugger. Excuse me. Um, it bit me. So, and I didn't. I didn't feel compelled to squish it. I didn't want retribution and I wasn't afraid. And I realized in that moment, the spider actually gave me a message for the person. And it was about, uh, it was about grounding oneself and the family web and connection to all things and i'm kind of getting god bumps right now so i've gone from being frozen in the presence of spiders over my head to actually thanking a spider for a message uh, and being grateful that i could help someone with that so i had a whole different take you want to yeah, go ahead. Friends. Lay it on me. <laughs> I, because because I get to do so many interviews, and I, I work with a lot of animal communicators, and I had uh, a, a good friend of mine is an animal communicator, and I said, uh, "I just want you to know, I do not like spiders. So I want <laughs> you to put the, I want you to put the message out that if you don't want to be dead, don't come in my house." I have said that too. <laughs> it's so, so she put that out there, and I do not have a spider problem in the house. Uh, they do; they don't come in the house, and so I don't have to worry about it. So I don't know whether or not. Well, I can't say that. I'm I'm pretty sure that she put out the uh, the the um, code and and said, "Don't go there. You're not going to want to go there. There's nothing there for you. So stay away." So yeah. so and so we 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 cohabit the same general space, and we live kind of together, but not really. So, and I'm, I'm with you Yeah, in the bigger picture. I've asked, um, especially the larger barn spiders that we have here and I live near a lake, so they really are doing their job. They're, they're doing their job of keeping the pest population down. And I have asked the really big ones not to come in the house and they don't come in the house. Um, when you, when you say a really big one, what do you mean? You want, yeah, you really want to see. I just want to see, not that I don't want to see, but you can kind of like, can you see that? Like, yeah, um, you know, 
thumb size. That's bearing. it. Is that, they, you mean the body's some th thumb size? Yeah. And the, and, and the uh -huh. webs are about like this big. I always dream that I'm going to walk into a web with a spider right in the middle of it. And that's just, that's just not happening for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but, but I, I'm glad that you're, you face that and you're, and you're moving forward through it. And it might, some people might call that a silly example, but for some people, that is a really, really big deal. It was a big deal for me. Uh, like I said, I didn't run and scream and, I didn't squish it. So that was evidence right there that I'm healing that trauma. And we have to look for those little evidences, those moments when we can recognize a shift in our behavior and a shift in ourselves. Yes, indeed. By the way, Michelle says she was thinking about a tarantula, which is another reason why I don't go. I don't live in the Southeast. I live in Seattle. We don't have those. We had garter stakes are the, are the worst thing that we have. So, uh, but, uh, and by the way, if you're listening now, Michelle at three o'clock is my interview that I get to do next. And I'm really excited about all you guys. And, uh, and, and I know that I've said this before, but anyone who's listening now is welcome on my show at any time because you guys are truly gifted and you can help. And I mean this sincerely, you can really help other people. And uh, people who do not have a community of like-minded people around them who actually genuinely care, you can join this group and they will take you in as a, as a friend and without condition, without, with, with, <clears throat> excuse me, not worrying about uh, what you've done or who you are. Just they accept you as, as uh, somebody that wants to uh, live the change and live their lives a little bit better. And the best way to do that, there are two ways, actually. The first one is um, the powerful pivots to... Painless pivots to power. Thank you. Which, which is, yes, that is Allison's. She does, a, I think it's a three-day workshop now. It used to be a week-long three-day workshop. She just completed one in August. I believe that was the last one of 2022 because yep. we have the behind the power event. So there will, I'm, I'm not certain, but she would be able to tell you that there's probably one coming up in 2023. That's an excellent way to begin the journey of healing through mindset work. It's how I started the program. My, the Pied Piper of many of us, Karen Thomas, introduced me to Allison and the program about 15 months ago. And after taking the Painless to Power uh, workshop, I joined. And during this year, I entered the up-level program and the practitioner program, both of which I'm extremely proud of and very honored to be in. I got a question because I haven't, and I haven't asked this of anybody yet. So you get to be the first one. Are you excited about that? Yes, um, I am. It seems like everybody that has, that is part of um, behind the power and part of painless pivots to power. You've been around and I, I hear this a lot that you've been, it's been like a couple of years. Um, mm -hmm. Was there kind of a shift that happened with, Allison, a couple of years ago, that brought 
that, that that brought all these people together at that time do you think or is it just just by by the nature of, of how she operates i i will give you my understanding of it uh i know that many of the people who work with allison were in an animal communication group and a few of them were on here now they could chime in and I believe Allison was assisting or, or as part of that program. And then many of them went, uh, decided that Allison would be a good next step for them and her work. And that is where Karen Thomas came in. She was one of those people. And Karen knows a lot of people. And Aaron Arnett, Anna Davis uh, are all from the Marathon, Florida area, the Florida Keys. And I had spent a lot of time in the Keys and I love them both. And our paths just reunited even deeper with Allison. I know Christine and Carrie, uh, Cindy Turner, I believe were all part of the animal communication program that eventually led to a unification in Allison's program, Unapologetic Power. I really think that it's cool that that everybody that went they kind of got together as friends and and yeah. and and did this. But uh, but and I don't mean to insinuate or to, or to say that the you guys are the only people that Allison works with, and it's all brand new. She's been oh, doing this for years, and yes, she's she one, has. She's one of the top hundred coaches in the world. And has been recognized as that two years running, and, yes. and so she's she's very talented, and her sphere of influence is very wide. But it just struck me that all you guys that are that are coaching and and are speaking and are doing the book and stuff, it's it's relatively new for you uh, for you all to get together. Uh, the last yeah, couple of I, I I'll say this too, Kevin. I think divine timing, and there is that we're put together with the people that we're supposed to be with in divine timing. And one of the things that I am so grateful for in this program is I really feel that the group that I'm with, my Tuesday night group, my unapologetic power group, my practitioner group, the up-level group, I have never formed such close friendships so quickly in my life. I mean, it's hard enough to develop a friendship at any point in one's life, but to be in my late fifties and suddenly find the family I've always been looking for is an amazing gift. And when you take these incredible healers and people who are working through their story, and this is gonna be a pat on the back for all of us, and I'm not shy about it. You put all of us together and we're able to just amplify that. We're able to amplify our potential as healers and getting our story out there. And Allison has been a facilitator for it. She encourages it. And we're all stepping up to be our highest and best selves in that respect. You know, the interesting thing about that is that when you put a bunch of people together, that are vibrating at a higher level anyway. Yeah. And then 
that level is magnified with the camaraderie, with the group, with everything. And it becomes almost, well, it, it does. It becomes a very spiritual experience, almost like what I perceive it's like on the other side, um, that there's nothing but love, caring, and that everybody is after everybody's best interest. And they have everybody's back. That's the cool yes. thing. Yes. We're experiencing heaven right now. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. And I'm so thoroughly impressed with all of you uh, because you're all just and to a person. And you are you are extraordinary. And it's 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 great fun. And that and that is uh, behind the power event.com. You can go there, get tickets. Um it's a three-day event, but you can buy, you can join the hotel that, that where they're staying. And if you're like in Seattle, it would be inhuman for me to ask my associate who I want to send there um, to uh, fly in on Wednesday morning and and go to the conference and then fly out Friday night. That'd be that'd be awful. So the hotel is allowing people to stay four nights as part of the package. You can stay. Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, fly in on Tuesday, fly out Saturday morning, and uh, you can have some rest. And the cool thing is, is that it's all going to be at the hotel. And so the, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, Beth, I think the most powerful things are going to happen after the event ends and before people uh, go to go to bed for the night. Absolutely. And it's when I went to behind the power last year, it was transformational. That's such an overused words, but there's no other way to experience it, to be there live and to feel the energy this year. Allison has really up leveled it. There will be breakout groups. My breakout group will be uh, nourish nourishment to manage compulsion and several of us have breakout groups happening where you can come and have a coaching session. Uh, talk, just a, my, my group is just going to really, I'm turning it over to the participants so that they can be seen and heard, which is really important to hear their stories and answer their questions about what soulful nourishment means to them and how, what their own challenges are with their relationship with food. Uh, there'll be several different panels on trauma, addiction, uh, creating a healthy home, mindset work. So these are all things that are really the nuts and bolts of getting the full experience as well as the speakers, our speeches, Allison's presentations, and we can't forget Laura, Allison's daughter, who is an amazing host and has done an incredible amount of work to facilitate behind the power and give us a lot of technical coaching and inspiration and editing on our writing, as well as social media coaching. So a lot has gone into prepare for this to give everyone really an extraordinary life-changing experience. It is amazing to me that, well, no, it's not either. It's, it's time. It's been, it's past time, but it now is the time more than ever when 
People need to get together, like-minded people, to create something better than an individual can do by themselves. And and to, to gather a group together and to have that group continue to grow and to flourish and to and it, it will only benefit everybody. And the bigger it gets, the more it will benefit people on the planet. Yes, that's very wise because isolation, I'm sorry, healing and recovery and behavioral change does not happen in isolation. It nope. doesn't happen in darkness because we we can't see our own blind spots. And I know that's been said on your program before, but it's so true. And when we're willing to be curious and can step into our vulnerability, we kind of open our hearts a little and we allow the light of others to shine into it. And that love just helps make us grow and it helps make us heal. And then we can pay it forward, which I think is truly amazing. And you all will. And the cool yeah. thing is, is it's not something that you're going to have to go out and talk about. It's just how you are. And people go, my, my favorite friends, you remember the uh, uh, movie uh, When Harry Met Sally? Mm-hmm. And they're in the they're in the um, cafe, and she was telling him about the fact that sometimes women fake it, and he said, "No, they're, <laughs> no, they're, I don't believe that." And, and so she demonstrated, and right. the the lady at the other table down there when she was taking her order said, "I'll have what she's having." That's how it is with you guys because people will look at you as you live your day to day lives, just living normally. People will say, <laughs> people will say, "I'm." Can I have what you're having? Because I don't know what it is, but it's working really well for you. I love that. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> so, and it, it really is true. And it's it's cool that that everybody is really cool. And, and, you know, you would think that I would be saying this because I don't know, and Alice was a friend and you guys are, but I have seen this in action. Um, yes. You guys get from the very first person that came that was part of behind the power you guys all get on and you support them and then you talk about it later and then about you know how they did and all. so it really is a supportive group and and i i am amazed i'm not amazed but uh Allison has done an incredible job and and uh when the first time i interviewed her it was like this is a special human being right here absolutely yes and but she doesn't come off as a special human being because that's not her role her role is not to be the guru the, her role is to create a bunch of different gurus what yes i like the way you you say that it's like the ripple effect you know where our, the highest self of someone else raises the vibration of others. And when that vibration raises, it ripples out even further. So as we all heal and become our highest selves with the work we're doing with Allison, 
that just, like you said, amplifies. It's, it's, it's easier to send the message out. It's easier to be our true authentic selves. It's becomes joyful to become our authentic selves. And that's when people notice, say, Hey, I want some more of that. <laughs> I want what she's having. I want what he's having. <laughs> exactly. And by the way, from what I understand, uh, you make the best chocolate in the world, but I, that's just me. Um, but, but no, I just, and I wanted to just What's say your address. <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> we'll talk later. Absolutely. Um, but, and what I mean by um, the, 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 uh, the leadership versus non-leadership and stuff is that, that I believe that the time is now for each one of us to assume our authentic internal power to open our hearts because we all are one and we can all do this together. It's not a matter of putting somebody up on a pedestal. We've done that before and it hasn't worked particularly well. So this time it's one for where we all get together and, uh, and we work together. Do you agree with that at all? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Just And by the way, the fudge is to die for. <laughs> Thank you all. You're amazing. I think um, that heartfelt connection is really what we're, and this kind of brings our conversation uh, full circle as far as, you know, what do we really hunger for? You know, uh, if our compulsions are driven by um, unresolved feelings, I believe that one of the common things that we share is the need for connection and the need for love. And your example of Allison's sharing her gifts with us to inspire us to share our gifts with others is part of that. We're building these bridges and connections to others' hearts and minds so that people don't feel isolated, we don't feel alone, that we know that somebody is always there for us. Even if they're not there in person, they're there, there's someone there thinking of us, someone there to support us. And as we learn and grow to know that, we can be that person for other people. I agree 100%. And by the way, it is really, really a nice thing to know in your own mind. If you need somebody, you can call them and they'll be there for you. Yes. Yes. There aren't a whole lot of folks that you can really honestly say that about. Um, everybody's got their own needs and their own thing. And, but uh, this, I feel like this group, and I could be wrong, but I think that if you. If you, Beth, had an issue that you needed to talk to somebody, you could call any of the, any one of these people and they would be, and they'd have come a running for you. I've done it. <laughs> There's no <laughs> doubt in my mind. Yeah. And it, it's for my close people, my front door is a revolving door. You can show up at my house at any time and there's a place for you. Or my, my phone is 24 seven for my group. And I, I know what it's like to need to talk to someone at 2 a.m. Not that I'm going to do it to you guys. Uh, <laughs> but it's good to know. You're right, Kevin, that safety is the first thing we need to know to heal. 
we need to have a safe environment. And when we feel unsafe, that's a very shaky place to be. It's not the foundation for healing. It's not indeed. So let's talk about uh, Beth a little bit. And okay. uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of you to work with you, or to buy chocolate from you, <laughs> or or uh, have some nutritional counseling with you. Mm-hmm. How do we go about doing it? You can go to bethnagelgriffin.com, B-E-T-H-N-A-G-L-E-G-R-I-F-F-I-N.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, also on Instagram and TikTok. And if somebody calls you and they say they've got a... Uh, food issue or they want to learn about nutrition or or raw of raw food diet and stuff you can help them with that yes i can uh, i do not give medical advice i give you nutritional advice we'll just lay that on the table um, i work intuitively uh, so i've got a spiritual side i also work nutritionally so i have a science side and like allison i like to combine the two for a holistic experience Um, and it's one of my passions. I had given up coaching for a while because I knew I had to heal myself in a lot of ways before I stepped back into it. And I'm there again. I miss people. I miss working with them. I'm bringing a whole new side of myself into the equation, a deeper spiritual and intuitive side. So I am really looking forward to this next chapter. And you're going to be phenomenal at it. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. And uh, I, I just want to point out, by the way, that if you want to find out something about nutrition and you go to your doctor, you're going to be sorely disappointed because in medical school, they do not teach nutrition. They don't teach a non-invasive, non-pharmaceutical uh, way to fix some of the problems that you may or may not have. And so if you want to go learn about natural eating, which can lead to a whole bunch of difference. It can make a whole bunch of difference in your life and your health. Uh, you need to go to um, a nutritionist or someone like, like Beth that, that uh, isn't medically trained, but could just tell you, well, you know, you might want to stop doing that because it's not good for you and start doing this. Um, That's my story, Kevin, right there. Part of my story is that I, about 15 years ago, I was suffering from adrenal failure and it was misdiagnosed as anxiety. And I knew intuitively that's not what it was. And it took me a while to come full circle and realize I needed to work with a naturopathic doctor because there were some medical things we had to take care of. And it hit me then that all of the work that I had done in uh, herbal studies and plant-based nutrition, I really needed to delve deeper because I was able to work with a doctor and facilitate my own healing through plant-based foods. And I became the evidence I needed if there was any doubt in my mind. So I am on board with you. We speak the same language. And I, I, I have to bring up this next individual who is rather close to my heart. Um, and uh, he, uh, 
he's my youngest son and he is in far better shape than I, he is. And so when he, when you talk about nutrition, he is, he's a, a high performance athlete, uh, individual. But when you talk about nutrition, do you focus more on health or performance? Both. It was as part of my healing journey, I had to prove to myself that it works. So at age 45, I uh, ran my first sprint triathlon. So at that, that, it was key for me to not only focus on health, but focus on performance. Now I tend to tailor to my clients and the people I work with. What are they looking for? Because what I do is about them. It's not about me. So if Sean, if Sean were to come and talk to you, you would talk to him more about uh, performance and sure. how he, because he is a bodybuilder and he is, he's, he's the only guy I know that's still got washboard abs and stuff like that. And then anyway, so, um, but thank you, Sean. I, I hardly ever know that he's even listening to, to my little <laughs> podcast. So it's great. It's great to have him here. So uh, thank you for that. And, uh, um, but, uh, Beth, give us your information one more time because I've got to go because I'm, we're going to talk to Michelle next and, uh, on the same channel, whatever you're watching, I will be go off for a minute and then we'll come right back on with Michelle. So stay with us. So, Sounds great. Beth, to get hold of you. If you'd like to get a hold of me, you can go to bethnagelgriffin.com. It's my name.com. You can also find me on Facebook my business name on TikTok and Instagram is Soulful Kitchen or Your Soulful Kitchen, depending on which uh, platform you're on. So you can search Your Soulful Kitchen or Soulful Kitchen, and that's Soul S A U L Full F U L L Kitchen. It has been my honor to interview you today. My honor. Thank you, Kevin. Have you enjoyed it? Was it good? Was it all right? Oh my gosh, it was it was a blast. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it, and you're and you're welcome back anytime you choose. Thank you so much. So thank you for being here, and uh, and Michelle, uh, I'll see you on the other side in just a moment. But uh, Beth, stay right where you are. Thank you. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.